I'm locked up now. Stop from the plane to the fucking helicopter. Yeah, cops pulling up. It's Friday, everybody, and let's. I'm gonna start with this. We gotta pray for our country. We gotta pray for our world. Pray for the people in Haiti and the displaced people from Afghanistan that they can get the help that they need, and also pray for the Americans here that are in need of assistance. That we all get, you know, what we need. And help one another. It's crazy out there. And you know. It starts with us. It starts with us being the best person. That we can possibly be. And rising above. It's hard sometimes. I ain't going to lie. But you have to rise above. All of the drama. And on that note. We're going to be back in a moment. With the world according to Bookie and them podcast. Don't go nowhere, y'all. Right back in the moment. Hey, 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 hey. just me and David Foster. Bodyguards don't look like Kevin Costner. You tweaking. Just pulled up to Whitney Houston, Texas for the evening. They tell the same story so much they start to believe. Okay, okay, I'm up, I'm up. Welcome back, everybody. Well, as we know, there was the immigrant situation. After several days of living in squalid conditions under the Del Rio International Bridge, the last remaining migrants departed a makeshift camp there just before noon local time on Friday. Del Rio camp is cleared. Images under the bridge of the final two buses as they departed for the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Processing Centers. A surge of migrants, many of them Haitian, had converged on the temporary site at the bridge. The result of word of mouth of social media posts saying that the border at Del Rio was open. U.S. Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz previously said, at times the numbers topped 14,000. Chaotic scenes at the bridge, including law enforcement on horseback using aggressive tactics against migrants, has sparked anger from both local and federal officials. Earlier today, Bruno Lozano, the mayor of Del Rio, Texas, had told had said just 144 migrants remain waiting to be processed by the U.S. immigration authorities. U.S. Customs and Border Protection facilities along the U.S.-Mexico border are at a capacity or overcapacity as officials try to process migrants moved from Del Rio in addition to the usual flow a Department of Homeland Security official had had said and also told CNN. That's where I'm getting this story from. Some of those processed at these facilities will be released on a case-by-case basis. For example, 
based on a determination of vulnerability while the majority is likely to be expelled, the official said. Homeland Security has been moving migrants to other processing facilities along the U.S. southern border to empty the camp on the Dodero Rio International Bridge. According to the DHS, more than 3,900 Haitians have been moved from the Del Rio camp to CBP custody or other sectors of the border to be processed. CNN has reached out to CBP for comment. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas told had spoke with CNN's Wolf Blitzer yesterday that a very small percentage of the total that assembled in Del Rio, Texas, have been released in the United States while officials continue removal proceeding. It's a minority of the individuals, Mallorca said, adding, they are placed in an immigration enforcement proceedings where they appear before a judge and if they in fact make a valid claim to remain in the United States, then of course we honor that. If not, they are removed as well. DHS officials have declined to provide a number of how many migrants have been released. Mayorkas confirmed in a news conference today that no immigrants or migrants, no migrants remained beneath the Del Rio Bridge. Telling reporters the situation was a result of an unprecedented movement of a very large number of people moving to, to a single point. The bridge will remain closed for another 48 to 96 hours, Lozano said, while officials assess the area around it. The effort includes ensuring the environment is clean by picking up trash that that had been left behind. And they're also reaching out to like their business communities to see how that's impacted them. Officials, you know, to close the bridge temporarily in terms of financial loss, Lasano said this was a deficit of $17,000 a day in tolls alone. All the best. They got everybody cleared and hopefully everyone can get to a clean, safe and healthy environment. And I wish I wish each and every one of the migrants and immigrants all the best. And we're going to be back in a moment with the world according to Bookie and them. Back in a moment. Hey, uh, I didn't order any pizza. Jake from State Farm. After you saved me so much dough on insurance with that Parker promo, I devised a promo for you. Here's the deal, Parker. State Farm offers everyone surprisingly great rates. Yeah, right. Pepperoni pockets, an atomic brownie, cuckoo crusty. There's no promo. It's just great rates. And a cider ranch. You're the man, man. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Smile, I make her laugh. She cooks for me. I run her back. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for coming back. As you know, COVID is still out there. And we need to remember that. And, you know, we understand that things do happen. Uh, Kamala Harris's View appearance on the show The View upended as Sonny and Anna exit on air after positive COVID results. Co-hosts Sonny Holston and Anna Navarro, both of whom are vaccinated, left the table during the episode as Vice President Harris interviews Schiff. 
to remote. She her interview shifted to a remote. Uh, a producer later said the women were tested again and were negatives. So it was touted as historic as a historic moment on the View's landmark 25th season by Whoopi Goldberg. But the host didn't make it into the studio for the show's interview with Vice President Kamala Harris because her co-host jo- Joy Bear said Skyotica had whipped her out. That was the only begin. That was only the beginning of a chaotic Friday on the show. After the first commercial break, there was some confusion on the set. Co-hosts Sonny Hostin and Anna Navarro were asked to leave their seats. Bear said an explanation would be forthcoming when she's asked if she could introduce the vice president. A producer told her to go back to break. When they finally returned, Bear announced that Hostin and Navarro both been tested positive for COVID-19. While producer subsequently told, while producer subsequently told attendees, the two co-hosts came back negative in another rapid test that did not stop the unfolding commotion. No matter how hard we try, these things happen, Bear said on camera after Hosen and Navarro left the table. They probably had a breakthrough case and they'll be okay, I'm sure, because they're both vaccinated. After the vice president is being prepped for her arrival, They clean the table. They wash the hands. Everybody is getting all cleaned up and she'll be out here in a second. After taking questions from the audience, a mask producer appeared on camera and said, I have an update. Everything is just being done to be as safe as as humanly possible. So what we're going to try to do now is an interview with the vice president remotely. We're going to talk to her remotely, Bear asked. Even though she's here, the producer said before going to another break. So even though she's there, there, you know. And what was supposed to be her first in-studio talk show interview since being sworn in as the country's first female vice president, Harris, 56, was invited to join the women to discuss topics including the COVID-19 pandemic, vaccines, misinformation, boosters, and the impact on of on how women in the workforce, as well as issues surrounding Afghanistan, immigration, and voting rights. When People editor Nigel, Nigel Smith, who was in the audience, asked remaining hosts Bear and Sarah Haynes what was going through their mind, Haynes replied, what the heck is going on? We got an adrenaline rush because we know that we have to think on our feet, Bear said. I had many years of experience thinking on my feet. I was a stand-up comedian for many years. We're doing our best here, Bear added. With only minutes left on the show, Harris did appear on screen but was not in the studio. Sonny and Anna are strong women and I know they're fine, Harris said from her remote location. But it really also does speak to the fact that they're vaccinated and vaccines make all the difference because otherwise we would be concerned about a hos- about hospitalization and worse. The appearance was Harris, Harris's sixth on The View. She visited the show in New York twice as U.S. Senator from California and did three remote interviews since the start of the pandemic, including as vice presidential candidate in the final week before she and President Joe Biden were elected to office. And all our best 
go out to those ladies for a speedy recovery. And we'll be back in a moment with the World According to Buki and their podcast. Don't go nowhere, y'all. Back in a moment. Yeah, yeah. I can't find it. I'm looking for it right now. They say quit, they say done They say we're too grown for fun They say oh, we say young We say playful's never done Don't fight the feeling, just let it flow Stack it up, rack it up, let it go Laughter is calling, pick up the phone Let's stay playful, Oreo Everyone's welcome, don't need a label If we're still smiling, the future's bueno I got a secret the world should know Let's stay playful, Oreo Hello? Side. And when you do every day's full For every moment we're grateful No half, our glass all the way full Yeah, yup, stay playful Welcome back everybody Here's things for you to do in the fall Cause it's fall y'all Some fun things, seven outdoor activities for the fall season Budget and it's budget friendly we can deal with that. The air is getting colder. The wind is picking up. And your instincts are starting to tell you that it's time to hunker down indoors. Don't do it. Fall is the best time of year to get outside and enjoy the fresh air before winter's chills numbs your fingers. And in certain cities and states, them toes too. Yes, indeed. It's a great time to get your kids some exercise, marvel at the fall foliage, and make memories that will last a lifetime. The good news is that budget-friendly activities are as plentiful as apples in the fall. Here's some things that you can do. Let's take a look at them. Getting outdoors this fall. No matter where you live, the United States become a playground in the fall. Whether you're out raking leaves or building your first campfire, everything becomes more fun. Kids especially love to be outside exploring, trying new things as the weather cools down. Here's a list of the best fall activities to try with your family and your friends and your boo too. Visit a U-Pick farm. Those are so much fun. I visit those. I haven't visited one because of COVID, but they are so much fun and the apples and things are delicious. It would be sacrilege to write a fall activities list without including a visit to a U-Pick farm, which is why that's first on their list. Fall is a harvest season, which means there are plenty of opportunities to visit a pumpkin patch or pick apples, pears, and blackberries, and then to indulge in home-baked apple pies and home homemade apple cider. Those apples are good too, cold. They've been outside and they be so cold and crisp when you eat them and good. Taking your family to a U-Pick farm can make lasting memories. There's something undeniably soul-stirring about walking through a sunlit orchard, heady with the scent of apples, harvesting your food. These farms are full of opportunities for family fun, and your kids just might remember it for the rest of their lives, which they do. Visiting a U-Pick farm is also the perfect time to get your kids and You adults, it's also fun for us adults, too. Excited about eating fresh and local foods. After all, it's 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 one thing to buy a pear at the grocery store, but when your kids go out and pick that pear themselves, they're far more likely to eat it. And they are mm, 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 good. 
And many of you pick farms, also plan festivals and special family activities around the harvest time, including cookouts, hay rides, corn mazes, gourd decorating, campfires, harvest baking classes, some have petting zoos and playgrounds and wagon rides. The one I go to do, this is a lot of fun, and the hay ride. Another advantage to visiting a U-Pick farm is that you can find affordable and local produce for home canning, making applesauce from an apple orchard, and a blackberry jam from a berry farm is frugal, self-sufficient. Is a frugal and self-sufficient skill, and you get healthier, higher quality product because you made it yourself. And you know the average cost. It you know it depends on where you are. It varies. And you can take a road trip. There's a lot of places to go during the fall and take those fall vacations. Run a 5K, 10K or a marathon. Or, But, you know, I'm not a runner, so I would like to be and prep myself up. That's for those, you know, you have to prepare for that. But that's something that you can do. I'll probably uh, walk it out or either walk, bounce. Um, plant spring bulbs. All your spring bulbs, go tailgating. Everybody loves a tailgate. It's just so much that we can do in the fall. Or just uh, sit outside, you know, for you adults, sit outside, make a little fire in your fire pit and a big glass of wine, some soft jazz music, bundle up and just sit out there and look at the fire and just relax and try not to fall asleep out there. It's just so relaxing. You can also volunteer. Or head to the beach. Florida's a good place to go for fall break. Uh, additional fall activities you can do is visit a vineyard, go bird watching, visit a haunted house, go stargazing, cook a meal over a campfire, jump in a pile of leaves, collect pine cones and twigs to make fall centerpiece for Thanksgiving. And also I do like Christmas decorations too. Um, make a DIY fire pit in your backyard and roast s'mores. Go for a walk around the neighborhood and visit Oktoberfest. It's so many things. And my final word, one of the most beautiful things about fall is the slowing down. The go, go, go mindset of the summer is over and the stillness of winter hasn't arrived yet. The honking of geese as they fly south is melancholy and exciting at the same time. The, the geese, I don't know about y'all geese, but our geese around here, they do not fly south for the winter. They are here winter, spring, summer, and fall. For real. Because people feeding them. They ain't going, they get, they end the Quack, 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 quack. Quack, quack. They ain't going. Because they getting fed. Anyway, so just during this time, enjoy the fall. Go with it. Every day is a blessing. And we're going to be back in a moment with the world according to Bookie and them. Back in a moment. Welcome back to the world according to Bookie and them. And I am on the Friday scroll, y'all. You know, just, just, you know, enjoying Friday. Looking forward to a wonderful weekend. And enjoying some wonderful music that our local radio stations be putting out some really, really good music. All of them. Um, from R&B to Christian music to gospel music to country music to rock and roll. I mean, you name it. Pop, you name it. We we, we got it. We got it. We, we kicking it in the Midwest. Yes, we are. We got the best radio stations. We really do. We really do. 
Looking forward to fall again, y'all. It's it's a chill in the air, but it's okay. It's okay. Just happy that, you know, people are starting to get vaccinated. And this Thanksgiving will be a whole lot different than last Thanksgiving. Thank, thankfully. And also, I'm pretty sure Halloween is going to be different, too. The kids will be, should be able to get out and trick-or-treat safely. You know, now that most of the... We we hoping more and more adults every day is getting vaccinated, so that um, you know, and wearing their masks, so that the little kiddos can go back to enjoying their trick or treat. And on that note, I'm gonna be back in a moment with the world according to Boogie and Am. Shout out to all our local radio stations. The Midwest, we do it best. The Midwest, we do it best. Back in a moment, y'all. No way. No, really, I think I could dunk on you. Maybe, but I bet I love Kellogg's Frosted Flakes more than you. You are funny. It's the truth, Tony. Come on, buddy, my picture's on the box. Tiebreaker, who's got the deeper voice? They're They're great. I win. I win. I win, Tony. Oh, you're (laughs) cute when you're wrong. And I still love these more than you. (laughs) No way. Same time tomorrow, Tony? Yeah, see you then, buddy. All right, love you. Love you more. Welcome back to the world according to Boogie and the podcast, y'all. Thanks for coming back. Thank ya. Well, it appears that the CDC has said that it is okay. Well, let's put it like this. Advisors for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have recommended a third dose of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for people 65 and older, as well as others at high risk of severe disease. The committee's unanimous vote to allow older adults and long-term care residents to receive an extra dose of the Pfizer Biotech vaccines was announced after two days of presentations reviewing scientific evidence on the safety and effectiveness of a third vaccine due. The committee, in a 13-2 vote, also recommended that people 50 to 64 years old with underlying medical conditions get a third shot. It also endorsed people ages 18 to 49 who have underlying medical access to another dose. Um... The panel split 9-6 on this point, but settled on advising that these people consider their individual benefit and risk, possibly in consultation with medical provider before they get the fire biotech shot. And what might have been the most contentious deliberation, the committee said people 18 to 65 who work in a job or settings where there are high risk of exposure to COVID-19 should not yet be allowed to receive an extra Pfizer dose. And the committee member, Dr. Matthew Zahn, a pediatric infectious disease specialist, expressed concern about the difficulty of implementing such an action. Another member, Institute for the 
health research investigator, Dr. Matthew Daly, said he was worried that potentially that potential guidance would be broad enough that it could limit access to other groups. The CDC has yet to offer guidance on the use of COVID-19 boosters for fully vaccinated Americans. The influential federal public health agency usually follows the advice of its advisory committees, although it's not required to do so. The recommendation follows the Food and Drug Administration authorization on Wednesday to offer a booster shot for people 65 and older and those who run a high risk of severe disease. The FDA also gave the okay to give people boosters to 18, ages 18 and up whose exposure to coronavirus puts them at high risk of serious complications from COVID-19. And we'll be back in a moment. I'm on the scroll as y'all can hear. It is Friday. Back in a moment. world according to Bookie and them. We'll be back in a moment. We on the Friday scroll, y'all. Come on back. Back in a moment. And again, Verizon has been named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics. And our customers rated us number one for network quality in America, according to J.D. Power. Number one in reliability, 16 times in a row. Most awarded for network quality, 27 times in a row. Proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network.